Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. Um, I'm Katie Emland, head of marketing here at Prairie View. And of course, I have Tim Reagan, the founder. Hey, Katie. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us this week. This week, we're going to be talking about the roadmap to financial disaster. (laughs) Hopefully, that's not our specialty. (laughs) How to manage to go broke. So kind of the opposite of what we normally talk about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, when we were doing this or thinking about this episode, I'm like, do we really want the first thing people like Google? Uh, how do I go broke yeah. for a prayer view to come up? Right? Right. Uh, the, uh, but really, I think that it's it's kind of appropriate because we talk a lot of times about how do I make good decisions? But sometimes financial planning is all about how do I avoid making bad decisions as well? And so uh, maybe today we can cover some of the things that we see that can lead to Ended up not in a good place. It's kind of also that old adage, like, I don't learn from somebody's victories. I learn from somebody's mistakes. Yep. Or even myself. Yeah. (laughs) My own mistakes uh, in moving forward. So maybe it's kind of like the same thing. Um, So what are the biggest mistakes you see people when withdrawing their retirement income? So I don't know if it's a mistake or not, but something that we see as people hit retirement is uh, I kind of think about it like the Monopoly money bank just became yours. So what what can happen is we have sometimes clients that fall into one of two categories. Uh, the first client tends to be a little too frugal. Uh, they look at it and say, I quit working. I'm never going to work again. This is what I, I have, have. to make is, this last forever. That's yeah, all the money I'm going to ever have. So I'm not spending a dime. And then we have the other clients that were like, for years, I've been putting this money into the 401k. And all of a sudden, the monopoly. I get it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and it's almost like monopoly money to your whole career mm-hmm. because you can't touch it, can't touch it. You don't there. barely see it. Yeah. And and even when I do, what difference does it make to me type of a thing? Uh, where then all of a sudden I'm retired and it seems like, wow, that's a lot of money. Let me, yeah, exactly. Let me make it rain. Uh, and, so, and so the monopoly money starts flowing too quickly. Uh, and what, what can happen is, especially when you start thinking about the way investments work, if I retire at a time and let's say the market's doing really well and we had a 10% up here, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I could spend all that money and it didn't even touch my principal. And so all of a sudden you spent all that money and then next, next, thing you know, year, next year it's the other way and and that can get people into trouble, uh, especially when you start building lifestyle that way. What we found in, uh, you might remember, dad used to talk about it a lot. He's like, when you when you think about uh, your lifestyle. As you have more money, your lifestyle increases, but it's not like one part of your lifestyle. All of a sudden you notice, I used to buy the cheap uh, garbage bags from the dollar store and now I'm buying hefty or whatever. Uh, I used to wash the Ziploc bags and reuse them mm-hmm. once or twice. And now I don't. Uh, I used to get the real junky paper plates and now I get Chinette. And, and so your entire lifestyle expands. And so what we see is if people come too hot out of the gate, spending too much money, expanding their lifestyle because they feel like they got all this monopoly money to spend, and then a year or two or three later, all of a sudden they're like, man, we got to pair that back. It's really hard to figure out how do I pair it back because everything in my life just got a little bit more Mm -hmm. more expensive. So that's that's one of the ways we see people really having issues if they come too hot. And that can, if... Let's say that they they were a client and they're leading up to retirement. You kind of help them to understand about how much they would have in a year to spend. Like it's not just okay, here's your lump sum. Like 
figure it out for yourself, like that's something that you would help them Absolutely. with, right? It's almost something like you have to, and then you have to start projecting out a little bit around what are some of the expenses that we think will go away? You know, hey, by the time I retire, the mortgage is paid off. So, okay, well, we don't need that income. So what does that look like? And, you know, really mapping out how do you, how do you have it? Because if you spend too much, especially as the markets are volatile, you, you're going to run out of money and you're going to go broke. Just hearing that, like, you're going to go broke is like, Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It it's sounds a scary, terrifying, yeah. scary thought, it for is. sure. Um, okay, so what about taxes? Um, how big of an effect? It's unbelievable what taxes know. And that's why I think a lot of times, even on our show, we're talking a lot about this difference between Roth IRA, traditional IRA, where should I have my money? Uh, the amount of money that taxes or the burden that taxes have on your investments is unreal. So, for example, uh, when we talk tax, what I think about tax, I think about it as uh, drag on your money, right? Something that uh, drag being if you're in a boat and the you're going across the lake at 100 miles an hour, not that you would, but let's say you were, uh, the, the water creates a lot of drag and it keeps the boat from being able to just go real easily. Uh, and really taxes are kind of like that same thing. Uh, the more money you make, the higher the taxes, it creates drag on your, your overall portfolio. And so included in that are things like the premiums you pay for Medicare. So when you retire uh, and at age 65, you have two parts to Medicare. The first part is what you paid into your entire career, and you uh, you don't have to pay anything when you get retirement. The second part you've never paid on, Medicare Part B, and you have to pay Medicare Part B premiums to have that coverage. Well, but here's, yeah, and here's where it gets really, really, whew, is the more income you have, the more that premium is. And so what we see sometimes is people don't think about, oh, you know what? I want to take a big trip when I retire. I've always wanted a, a new car, so I'm going to uh, to treat myself in retirement. My first year of retirement, I'm going to go on a big trip, buy a new car, and uh, spend a bunch of money on the kids. All of a sudden, their income went way up, and now their Medicare premium went way up, mm. and they're in a higher tax bracket. And and so what they thought was going to be a kind of treat yourself kind of moment, <laughs> all of a sudden turns into uh, it just costs cost me tremendously more money. And now I'm and going, I have all these uh, a higher expense exactly, and so all of a sudden now all of that drag and, and now that's another way that pe if people aren't intentional about it, all of a sudden if I add an extra ten or fifteen percent in drag, whether it be taxes or Medicare premiums or whatever we want to consider there, all of a sudden I run out of money much quicker because because of that extra cost, hmm. and you don't get anything for it, right? Your Medicare, you had Medicare, whether you paid a small premium or a little premium, it's the same Medicare. Uh, so, so how do you, do they like, is, does somebody help you predict what your Medicare cost is going to be or how do you plan for that? Yeah, they, they should. I mean, if you're working with a financial advisor, they should help you to, to, to do that. Um, and, and that's the hard part when people hit retirement. It's, I had somebody tell me one, one time it's, you've got these different categories of things. You've got things that, you know, you know, things that you know you don't know and then things that you don't even know you don't know yeah and what happens is that a lot of times as people hit retirement that category of things they don't even know they don't know is it's really huge. big yeah uh and so that's where hopefully you're, they're working with somebody that can help them to to make those decisions in a smart way um okay so shifting gears a little bit is it better for me to pay for everything up front or to take more income 
yeah, a totally another way that, that people end up kind of falling down this trap and, and running out of money too soon. Uh, the thought is I have all this monopoly money again, right? So I'm no longer going to finance a car. I'm going to pay cash for it or whatever little mortgage I've got left or big mortgage, whatever it is, I'm going to take that money and pay it all off. And that goes back to even that previous conversation around you have to be careful because it's not just a question of, uh, will I make more money in that investment or is the interest going to cost me more? It really goes into your taxes, your Medicare premium. You know, it's just a much bigger question. And so sometimes the knee-jerk reaction of let me pay cash for everything really can help you pay pay too much through all that extra stuff that you're. I'm just kind of learning that lesson, I guess. I My reaction is always like, I just want to pay all my debts and I want to get that like just cleared, but that's not always the best choice. Yeah. So, so I don't want to, I want to, don't want to mislead anybody. Uh, being debt free, never a bad thing. Right? Yes, right. <laughs> never a bad thing. Uh, and the idea that I, I want to pay that off is always a good idea. The only question is what's the cost in paying it off? And is there a smarter way for me to work that? To should I have that? taken the money I was going to pay off my mortgage and should I invest it somewhere else that yeah. has a higher return that's less or that's greater than my interest rate? So yeah, absolutely. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is uh, I'm retired now and I want to have my mortgage paid. Let's say I owe $50,000 left on my mortgage and I could take that out of my retirement account and pay it off. However, to do that, it's going to put me in a higher tax bracket. Hmm. It's going to have my Medicare premiums go up. So all of a sudden for me to do that, it's going to cost me an extra $5,000, for example, in all those extra costs to do it. Well, if instead... I just said, I'm going to take $10,000 extra out every year for the next five years. I'll still get my $50,000 mortgage paid off, yeah. but now I don't have all those extra those costs, extra potentially. So penalties. The, yeah, exactly. And, and when you think about it, if you did that, if you look at your entire portfolio and you have these extra taxes, extra Medicare premiums that equal 10%, that's a huge number against that entire portfolio. So you've got to, you're going to run out of money if you, if you're not careful and diligent about managing those. And knowing like what levers get pulled when you make these decisions. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So shifting gears again, um, talking about how to go broke. What if your kids can't quite seem to launch? What if they're still broke? Uh, Yeah. Like how long should you support them? What does that all yeah, you know, and, steering from the parenting advice, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so now that we started our counseling session, yeah, yeah, uh, which which it's funny, uh, we as I talk to uh, my kids potentially coming into the business with us, uh, they all think, well, I don't know if I like to talk about money and all that stuff, and probably ninety percent of our job has zero to do with money. Yeah, it's all about like, <laughs> tell us about your family update. Yeah, What's your kid? Exactly, What's your kids up exactly. to? <laughs> uh, and half the time, people leave like, oh, I feel like that was a counseling session. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is not who we are, but, uh, but yeah, so the, f- away from the parenting side, what happens is as people get close to retirement, they have to start deciding what are my priorities. And what we see many times happen is I've got a, a child who has not launched yet, still living at home, or even sometimes kids that have launched, but not officially or thoroughly launched. And all of a sudden I'm paying a lot of expense that as an adult person, they should be paying. And I'm back to now my retirement could very easily support uh, me and my spouse throughout our lifetime. But when our retirement now has to support me, my spouse, 
my son or daughter and their spouse, or and their all of a sudden I go broke really quick because that's not what it was designed to do. It was designed to support two. And so there's nothing wrong with that if that's your choice, but just know that going into it, we've had we've had to have difficult conversations sometimes with clients to say, if you're choosing to do this, there will come a time when you're maybe going to have to go back to work. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to reverse this because you're going to run out of money because you're supporting. So like when I was 16 and mom and dad told me they'll pay for my car insurance through high school, but that was it. And then I got to college and dad was like, okay, until you're 21, we'll pay for your car insurance. And then at 21, he was like, well, you've done this work for us this year. We'll pay for your insur- car insurance one more year. So, uh, <laughs> and then eventually Alex took over for me. And- <laughs> so, so it's really kind of funny that you say that because being the oldest and being a boy in our family, yeah, much different did not have any of those conversations. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. Dad treated us quite differently. <laughs> well, we each had our own yep. experiences. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So what tends to be the biggest expense that people don't plan for that can. So it's funny. There's when people get into retirement, uh, it's on their mind, but they never think to plan for it. And it's, it's what happens if my health fails, what happens if I need some sort of care, uh, as I get or older. rehab or, or, uh, Maybe I just get more forgetful or, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And the it's it's kind of funny because here, too, people usually fall into one of two categories. Uh, that type of eventuality is something for some people that really is concerning to them. And they want to, like, take out some sort of long-term care insurance or something like that to, t- to get it off of their mind. And then other people just want to say, you know what? I don't think that's ever going to happen. I ain't going to look at it. And they just. They don't value the peace of mind. They don't need that as much. And so what can can happen is if you ever need care, you could bankrupt your spouse really quick. I mean, that money goes really fast at that point in time. And what we've actually found, what's kind of funny is uh, people will say, well, I don't want to take out long-term care insurance because it's too expensive. uh, And I don't want to pay that premium. And then say 10 years later, we'll be in retirement and they're not really doing the stuff they could. They're not spending the money that they could based on how much they have. And I'll say to them, well, you know, why aren't you doing it? Well, I don't have enough money. We've got this whole account here that we're not even touching. Oh, I can't touch that. That's my long-term care money. Well, you know, so it's, it's almost funny that the people that spend the premium to have the coverage actually live more free, more free. and spend their money freer. Uh, than people that say, no, I'm not going to spend that and, and try to self-insure. But it's it's when people don't have any plan and, want, and somebody gets sick, especially they get sick earlier, we find spouses then that are, are really kind of disinherited and, and they don't have anything left uh, because of that. I think it. Uh, I would say that it probably depends on what your experience has been like. Like I know thinking about our grandparents and how long they lasted. Like one grandma didn't need any long-term care and one grandma needed a lot of long-term care. And I think that that can really influence how you, what your experience was like and, oh, I wouldn't want that for my kids or. Well, and and there too, even if you don't have, let's say you don't have the long-term care uh, experience in your family. Us just having grandparents that lived 89 and 94, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the idea that I could be here a long time is in your mind. Right. For those people whose grandparents all died when they're in their 60s and 70s, not even, under, even, think not even registering, right? Yep. Uh, and so it's that kind of stuff that then, if you're not careful, really could end up, you could go broke pretty quick. So what about my investment strategy? Like how does that obviously can 
<laughs> play a huge effect. Yeah, for sure. So the what we find is the people that don't take enough risk in early on in retirement with their investments are more likely to run out of money than people who take an appropriate amount of risk. And when I say risk, if I take all of my retirement money today and I put it into a CD and I leave it in a CD the rest of my retirement, the what happens is I will not outpace taxes and inflation enough in order to be wealthy the rest of my life. I will run out of money. I will, will run out of spending power. So right now we're recording this and it is uh, February of 2023. Inflation is sitting between six and 7% and bank CDs are paying 4%. Mm -hmm. That is always a spread. Your bank CD never outpaces inflation. It's always less than inflation. So right now, if I'm going to buy a CD that say is at 4% or so, I can't make that up enough so that next year I can still buy bread, milk and bread and eggs to the same degree. And so that's a, a fast way for people to go broke. And they think they're doing the exact opposite. They think I'm getting really, really conservative, uh, but really they're making themselves more vulnerable to running out of money the longer they live. So what about when we're thinking about going broke? Should you focus on how your money will last or what age you want to retire at? Like how do, how do we shape that? So it's, it really, you, you look at both, uh, but what we find is there are some clients that we talked a little bit before about it. Uh, some clients that just say at age 65, I'm retiring. I don't care how much money you got. I'm retiring. Surefire way to go broke. Or it's just like, that's what they think is, that's what you do. That's the age. That's you just don't even, yep, don't even think, think about it. Uh, the other thing that we find is that people, it kind of goes back to the very beginning of our conversation around how do I regulate how much I spend? There are some people that just have it in their mind that while well, I'm retired, I'm going to be able to travel and I'm going to be able to uh, do stuff with the kids and grandkids. I'm going to be able to do all this stuff. Uh, but that's disjointed from how much money do I have? And so sometimes they just go out and start doing those things anyway without really doing the math to make sure that it's something that's that they can't do. Well, this is probably that's probably how their whole lives have been. Yep. For sure. <laughs> that's probably sure. just the, just how the they mentality are. they yep. have. Yep. Just how they are. Uh, yeah. And so hopefully, you know, as people listen to this, they, they start recognizing, you know, there are some things that you can always talk about. What are the things I should be doing, but sometimes avoiding the, these are the don't, I should not <laughs> yes, be doing these. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> these things. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. Um, we hope you took some takeaways on what you should not do because we don't want you to go broke. <laughs> and, and please don't drive up our Google search for how to go broke with Prairie View. <laughs> Those things do not equate. No. <laughs> um, if you found any of it valuable, please like and subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Um, and we hope in the meantime, before our next episode, we hope to help you live your legacy with confidence. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Be well. 